It is day five of Daf Yud Tes. We are holding the Gemara on Daf Yud Tes, based three lines down from the top of the page. The Gemara moves on in the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, Someone who goes to the mikveh for chulin, in other words, he intends to purify himself specifically for the purposes of eating unconsecrated produce, which he wishes to eat in a state of purity. He's not allowed to eat Masa Shani. He's also not allowed to eat Trum. He can't eat any level above chulin, including Masa Shani. That was the ruling of the Mishnah. So the Gemara says, Mani Masnisin, who is the author of this statement of our Mishnah? Rabbanani, it must be the rabbis. In other words, the rabbis are not Rabbi Meir, because the rabbis and Rabbi Meir in the Mishnah in Parah, which we quoted on Yud Chesam al the Mishnah in Parah discusses someone who is biblically tahor, biblically ritually pure, but he requires mikveh, he has to go to the mikveh under rabbinic law. So what is the status of such a person? Under biblical law, they're already purified, they're already tahor. They only need to go to the mikveh under rabbinical law. Rabbi Meir says such a person is allowed to eat chulin, and also Masashani. He doesn't have to worry, he can eat both of those things. He puts Chulin and Masashani on the same level. While the rabbis say, no, he can eat Chulin, but he's not allowed to eat Masashani, because Masashani is the next level up. And therefore, the rabbis are the ones who differentiate between Chulin and Masashani. They're the ones who say that if a person is biblically tahor, but requires mikvah rabbinically, he can only eat Chulin, unconsecrated food, but not Masashani. And therefore, it would seem the rabbis are the authors of this statement of the Mishnah. Because if you're going to tell me it's Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir, presumably, he seems to say in the Mishnah in Parah that Chulin and Masashani are on the same level. So according to Rabbi Meir, one would assume that if someone goes to the mikvah, for the purposes of eating cholin, he would also be permitted to eat Master Shani because that's considered on the same level. So the Gemara says, Mani Masnisin, again, who is the author of our Mishnah? Rabbanani, it must be the rabbis, the Shani Luhubain Chulin Lamasa. They are the ones who distinguish between Chulin and Master Shani, as we've explained in the Mishnah in Parah. But Amos Sefer, but if you now look towards the end of the Mishnah, there's a statement that seems to conflict with that. Because at the end of the Mishnah we said, just like there are levels when a person goes to the mikveh and he has intent for a lower level, he cannot eat something that's normally eaten on a higher level of ritual purity of Tara. So too, there are different types of people who are particular to eat at different levels of purity. You have an Amaretz, who's an ignoramus, who's not particular at all. And he might think he ate in a level of purity, but we know he's not particular about these things. You have someone who only eats truma, a coin, and when he eats truma, he's very particular on a much higher level of purity. Then you have someone who only eats kodesh, sacrificial foods, he eats on an even higher level. And we explained that the clothing of a person who eats on a lower level of purity, it should be considered to be tomei. We, we cannot assume that their clothing is tar for a person who eats always on a higher level. So the Mishnah said, and we pointed this out when we learned the Mishnah, there's a level missing in the second part of the Mishnah. We said, big day Amaretz, midrash the The clothing of an Amaretz, who doesn't really eat even chulin, unconsecrated food in a state of ritual purity, is considered to be tomei through midrash for prushin, for people who do eat chulin, unconsecrated food in a state, they try and eat it in a state of ritual purity. Big day prushin, the clothing of Prussian who eat their chulin, unconsecrated food in a state of purity, Midras Lochei Truma is also considered to be Tommy ritual impure for people who eat Truma, for Kohanim, when they eat Truma, they all eat on an even higher level, even higher than religious people who really try hard to eat their unconsecrated food in a state of purity. We explained it wasn't about believing the person because they're not a good person. They could be a great person. But the level of purity required is higher, the higher the level of the food. And therefore, as you go up the levels, you have to assume that someone who's only particular to eat their food in a state of purity on the low, on the, for a lower level of food, their state of ritual purity is also of a lower level. And you have to assume their, their clothes are tummy. 
But what did we see in that second part of the Mishnah? We mentioned this, as I said, when we learned the Mishnah. We said, we mentioned Chulin, we mentioned Truma, we mentioned Kodesh, and we mentioned the Mechatas, the waters mixed with the Asher, the Para Aduma. But one level is missing, and that is Masa Sheni. In the second part of the Mishnah, if you go back to the Mishnah, Big Day Amar, it's Midrash Leprushin. That's all about Chulin. The clothing of an ignoramus is considered to be Tomei for people who always eat their Chulin, unconsecrated food in a state of ritual purity. Then the, the clothing of Prushin, who eat their the chulin in a state of ritual purity is midras for ochre truma. That is considered to be time of people who eat truma. So we skip out the stage of Masasheni, we skipped out one level. Then the Mishnah continues. The people who eat Truma, their clothing is considered to be Tom if people who eat Kodesh, sacrificial foods. People who eat sacrificial foods, their clothing is considered to be Tom if people who eat, who, who are dealing with the ashes of the Paraduma mixed in the water. But the state, the level of Masasheni is actually missing from the Mishnah. So it seems in the second part of the Mishnah, the Gemara says, presumably the author of the second part of the Mishnah holds that the, the levels of Chulin and Masasheni are the same. Asal and Rabbi Meir, that follows Rabbi Meir. The Amah Chulin and He holds they've got the same level Chulin and Masa. Reisha Rabbanon v'Sefer Rabbi Meir. So you're telling me that the first part of the mission is the rabbis, and the second part of the mission is Rabbi Meir. That the first part's the rabbis who differentiate between Chulin and Masasheni, and the second part's Rabbi Meir who says that they're considered to be equal. So the Gemara says in. Yes, we have no alternative but, alternative but to say. This is not ideal. We much prefer to say that there's one author of the whole Mishnah. But Reish Rabbanon for Rabbi Meir, the first part is indeed in accordance with the rabbis, and the second part is in accordance with the view of Rabbi Meir. Now the question that we asked assumes that the version of the Mishnah we have in front of us is correct. That the version we have in front of us in the second part of the Mishnah only has four levels of Tahara. It doesn't mention Master Shani. The Gemara now gives a different answer based on a different version of the Mishnah. Rav Achabar Ada Masnilo Basefa Chamesh Malis. Rav Achabar Ada taught the latter part of the Mishnah as containing five levels. His version had the additional clause that the clothing of, clothing of Prushim is considered Tami Midras for those who eat Master Shani. And those who, the clothing of those who eat Master Shani is considered Tami through Midras for those who eat Truma. He had an extra couple of clauses there to add in Master Shani, to not go straight from Chulin to Truma, but to go from Chulin to Master Shani and Master Shani to Truma. And therefore, Mukila Kula he could therefore establish the entire Mishnah as being in accordance with the rabbis, because the version he had. He had uh, five levels, and therefore the rabbis are really the authors of the entire Mishnah, and they, the entire Mishnah is consistent that Chul and Amas are not the same level, both in the first part of the Mishnah and the second part of the Mishnah. Now, we have a little bit more time, but it's a short day today. It's Friday. We finished the daf already. We went a bit over yesterday, and the last few days has been tricky. So Shana Rabbah, it's Chalamoid. I want to wish everyone, we're going to hold it here for the daf, hold it here for the week. I want to wish everyone a Ma'adim Simcha. Good Shabbos, Shabbat Shalom, Good Yom Tov Chag Sameach for Shemini Atzeres Simchas Torah. We'll continue next week on Monday after all the Yom Tov are finished. I wish everyone a wonderful Chag and have a wonderful day.